Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would your evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be wider, much wider than snow? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Daily his praises to sing. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. Wonder-working power. That was blood from the only body that lived on this earth without any sin. That blood is powerful. Designated to take the place of you and your blood that did not qualify. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and shall set me up upon a rock. 
And now shall mine head be lifted up above all mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now last week, we talked a good bit about our enemies. and We talked about how, really, didn't seem like we had very many enemies in our lives, in our daily walk. But then we identified our enemies, we identified the biblical fact that we face spiritual enemies. And those spiritual enemies are from and or in high places. In other words, they have power to do. They have ways uh, of doing what they do and tempting who they tempt and leading astray who they lead astray. But, praise God, when we are standing on the foundation of the truth of Jesus Christ, we are protected from these enemies. We're going to look at that a little bit more. We looked at faith being a complete trust or confidence in someone or something, an assurance. We looked at the word substance, and we were over in Hebrews uh, chapter 10. And we saw that the substance is a setting under or a support or a solid foundation or evidence. We talked about evidence in a court trial or an item or knowledge of proof. These things are identifying the faith that you have in Jesus Christ to stand in your place. Even now, where is he at? He is seated at the right hand of God. And you know what he's doing? He's making intercession for you. Because in these human uh, bodies, with these human minds, and the human ability to uh, understand, we don't know how we should pray, do we? The Bible says we don't. We know not how to pray. But Jesus certainly does. And He is making intercession for you and for me today. It's that faith in Him that's the foundation, and it's a sure foundation which we stand on, and it will take us even through the righteous judgment of God against sin, as it did Noah and his family. Noah built that ark because he believed God. All right, now, 
How do we combat this enemy on a daily basis? So, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, and that's where we'll start. Hebrews chapter 12. So the Lord has put us in this life. He has given us this life. And along with the spiritual life that He's given us is a desire to be like Him, to be with Him, as Brother Chuck was talking about this morning. He wants to be in His presence all the time. And that is coming by the promise of God. If you're trusting in Him, your security is like a rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. It, he shall not move. Hebrews chapter 12. And verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's your life. That race is your life. That race is what you think, say, and do every day. In that race, you have an effect on others as the Lord has an effect on you. The love of God comes through you and goes to others. God, by His love, His mercy, and His grace has given us the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And through us, he broadcasts it throughout the world. He uses this foolishness of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to quicken hearts and save souls. See, it's Him. All good things come from Him. If it's good, it came from Him. How do we do that? Verse 2. How do we walk this race or run this race with patience? Verse 2 says, Looking un." to Jesus. Those are three powerful words right there. When we're in need, when we're hurting, when we're sick, when we're uh, feeling uh, lonely or afraid, where do we turn? Who do we turn to? I hope we look to Jesus in everything. Well, we may need to go to the doctor. Well, you know, God's the one that safely takes you to the doctor. God is the one who allowed the uh, medical world of today to have the knowledge it has. God has allowed all these things. He's provided these things for us, and He does provide them for us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of what? Of our faith. That's what we've been talking about. Our faith, this confidence in Him. All right. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What does that mean? Well, our faith began somewhere, didn't it? It did. Where did it begin? Did it begin in this fallen heart? That's desperately wicked. The Bible's wicked. The Bible says, "Who can know it?" It did not. Your faith came from He who you have faith in. He's the author 
of your faith. That trust you have in Him this morning, you can thank Him for it. You didn't and never would have been able to come up with that faith in Him on your own. It's an impossibility. Even the Lord said, it's impossible with man, but with God all things are possible, didn't He? All right. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, the word finisher. Now we see a security of God's people, don't we? Jesus, God in the person of the Son of God, Himself will bring our faith to its destiny, to its destination, to be in His presence forever. He's got the power. All power in heaven and earth has been given to Him. He has the authority. He earned that authority, didn't He? Absolutely. And He lived a perfect life. And then He thought about you. And He purposely gave that life with you in mind. What an awesome God He is. Past finding out. Oh, but He's revealing Himself to us. Every day, isn't He? Through His Word. Every day He's strengthening us more that our faith grows and that our faith is firmly seated on the foundation of Jesus Christ and what He did. So we look unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith. So we look unto Him with confidence, right? Absolutely. He is able to stand where we would fall. He is in the presence of God. We, in these sinful bodies, are unable to enter God's presence where He is. But the time is coming when we're going to have a new body. And we're going to be like Him. The Bible says we're going to know Him because we're going to be like Him. In our present condition, I believe in the presence of the Lord, we would burn up from the brightness of His holiness and His countenance. But praise God, we're going to leave these sinful bodies behind. He is the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. He didn't take joy in the beating that He took. He didn't take joy in the suffering that He took. No. The writer here is talking about the joy set before Him. What He was going to gain from what He sacrificed Himself. You know, that gain is you. It's you that He died for. A lot of times we feel very insignificant, don't we? I do. Very small, very insignificant. But let me tell you, in the eyes of God, you are not insignificant. He gave His only begotten Son for you. You're a very important person to God. 
who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We've already said. Verse 3, For consider him. Are you weak from the battle? Are you tired from the battle? Are you sick of the battle that you have to battle every day? And we've already established that it's, it's in our minds. We've established uh, that it matters what we allow ourselves to see. It matters what we watch. It matters what we hear. It matters what we're involved in. It matters, doesn't it? So now, consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself. And we look down on the people that rejected Jesus in his day on on his days on earth but we're the same but by the grace of God there I would be so consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest you be wearied and faint in your minds why is he talking about weary, being weary and fainting in our minds it's because Paul understood the battle. He understood the strongholds on this earth that can infiltrate our thoughts, can enter our minds, can take over the way we think or feel about ourselves and others. This is a real battle. The things that are being taught in our schools to our little ones are evidence of this battle. The enemy is hard at work to stifle anything to do with Jesus Christ. They want to eliminate him. But praise God, he's been given all power in heaven and earth and none can stay his hand or thwart him in his purposes. All right. Now turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, second chapter. I'll read a couple couple different places here. In the beginning, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, Declaring unto you the testimony of God. This is Paul. And he talking about uh, the fact that it wasn't him that was bringing the gospel to them. It was the Lord bringing the gospel to them through him. Alright. For I determined not to know anything among you, verse 2, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. How important is it that we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ? I know it's repetition, but it's good repetition. It's nourishing repetition. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Because the wisdom of men will not stand, will it? Certainly not in the face of truth. All right. 
again uh, in verse 12. Now we have received, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. How do we know the things of God that are freely given to us? By the Spirit of God. That's how. That's how God was revealed to you. That's the only way that the true and living God reveals Himself is through the power of the Holy Spirit. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which are not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually understood. But he that is spiritual, verse 15, judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? And the answer is, no one. Even as the Lord asked Job, where were you when I hung the stars? Where were you when I stretched out the string and hung the moon and the sun? None can stay his hand. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We must consider Him, and as we do, as we learn of Him, we uh, begin to think like Him. Jesus showed so much love, didn't He? Compassion. I'm reminded of the woman that followed Him. She had an issue of blood for, what, 12 years or something, And she just reached out and touched his garment. But the touching of the garment's not what healed her. What healed her? Her faith in Jesus Christ. Her faith in him. That's what healed her. To keep our minds focused on him and not to be distracted from him, which is what the enemy's goal is, Spiritual battle in the mind, remember. What you're thinking about, how you're thinking about, what you're thinking about. This battle is in the mind in order to not be distracted from Jesus Christ, from the gospel, from the word of God, from the desire to be in his presence. We need to focus and continue to focus on the Lord, don't we? How do you focus on something? Well, I've got a, a long a long range. Uh, it's like binoculars. If I just throw them up and try to look across the field, it'd probably be all blurry. I can put them down and I might can see something way off at a distance. But if I put them up and then I focus on them, it brings it clearly into sight. That's what happens when we focus or we bring all of our attention down into one 
thought, and that thought being Jesus Christ and Him crucified, it clearly resonates in our minds and hearts, and it draws us to Him. It works. It's real. For consider Him. God's Word, like Brother Chuck said earlier, it is so deep and so rich. Anywhere you stop, you can see the need of your reliance on Jesus Christ. Excuse me. We rely on Him for our salvation. He died on the cross for us. But we rely on Him for every breath too. We rely on Him for the thoughts and the ability to focus on Him. It does make a difference. We need to meditate on His Word. The enemy uses our natural love of things against us. Because what he will do is he will involve us in something that we love that's worldly to a point that it takes away from our time with the Lord. That's how he works. And he's busy. He's busy working. That's why we must keep the mind of Jesus. We must meditate on His Word. Ephesians 3 and verse 17. Let's take a look there too. Alright, we're in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 13. It says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not, at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. Now Paul's praying for these members of the church at Ephesus. And his prayer is that the God, the Father of Jesus Christ, would grant them according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. How do we stand against the wiles of the devil? In God's strength. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And it does. He does. He dwells in our hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ. And it's so great it passes knowledge. We don't have the comprehension to understand the love of Christ in its great and mighty depth. And to know the love of Christ, verse 19, which passes this knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, there we are back to our ability to pray. He knows. He is able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think, because He knows what we really need according to the power that worketh in 
us. Praise God, you can stand against the enemy and you can stand strong because the power of God to fight the battle is within you. And the Lord has put it there. Oh, give Him praise this morning. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. What a magnificent Savior we have. There is a designated time that God is in control of, of course, for we are going to be with Him never to be separated. In all of eternity, we're going to be praising Him and learning more about Him. Learning more about how great this love is that He has for us. We know we don't deserve it. We know we are sinners saved by grace. We praise God that He sent His Son. That He was pleased with His life. Because His life was perfect. That he was pleased with the sacrificial lamb that he was. And that he raised him from the grave on the third day. And all of your enemies and his enemies, which are the same, were defeated. The war has been won. And praise God, like the old preacher said, I've read the back of this book and we win. By our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. What a great Savior.